wonderful listener. I hope this message finds you in high spirits and eager to make a difference. I have some exciting news to share with you today that I believe will truly resonate with your kind and generous heart. As you know, the podcast has been a labor of love created with the aim of spreading knowledge, inspiration, and a little bit of laughter to all those who tune in. We've covered fascinating topics and had our very first incredible interviewed guest and shared stories that have touched lives of many. To keep this momentum going and continue delivering exceptional content that uplifts and educates, I would like to kindly ask for your support through the Buy Me Coffee website. This fantastic platform allows us to connect with our amazing audience like yourself and provides a simple, hassle-free way to show your appreciation for the show. By donating the price of a delicious cup of coffee, or more, if you're feeling extra generous, you'll not only help cover the production costs of the podcast, but also contribute to the growth and improvement of the content. Your support means the world to me and ensures that we can continue producing high-quality episodes that entertain, engage, and enlighten. But wait, there's more. (laughs) As a token of my gratitude, I've prepared some incredible perks exclusively for our generous donors. By donating, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes content, and even a chance to participate in a live Q&A session with myself. It's my little way of saying thank you for being an integral part of this podcasting journey. So if you're ready to make a positive impact and see It's Glowing Well podcast flourish, head over to Buy Me Coffee page at buymecoffee.com slash it's glowing well and join our incredible community of supporters. Every contribution, no matter how big or small, makes a world of difference and brings us one step closer to achieving our goals. Again, that's buymecoffee.com slash it's going well. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for considering this opportunity to support our podcast and together we can create a meaningful content that enlightens, entertains, and leaves a lasting impact. Thank you so much and on with the show. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome. You're listening to the It's Glowing Well podcast, the show that encompasses all things to living well and feeling beautiful. I am your guide and host star. I've been in the beauty and wellness business for over a decade, and I am here to inspire, educate, and keep things positive through the challenges we face in this incredible journey of becoming our best selves inside and out. So if you're ready, let's take a deep breath and begin. Welcome back, beautiful. So good to have you here. Today is going to be fun and it's going to be the first time that we've really touched on this subject. So I'm excited to share with you and chat with you regarding Reiki. 
Now, it's safe to say that there has been a lot of hype and growing popularity on this subject. I'd say that Reiki is definitely having its moment, which as a Reiki practitioner in a professional setting, I am very grateful for this. Reiki has been around for almost 100 years, but its rapidly growing popularity means you might have plenty of questions about this. So I feel it's time to answer those questions, and especially the ones that I hear all the time, which is, does Reiki really work? So let's first start things off here with a little background and really dive into this. So Reiki originated in Japan in the early 1900s, but thanks to devotees like Gwyneth Paltrow, Cameron Diaz, Angelina Jolie, this 100-year-old like spiritual healing technique is having a major moment in the wellness world, and it's so cool to see. Regardless of whether or not your Instagram feed is flooded with posts about the growing interest in this healing practice, you may be wondering if Reiki might be beneficial for you. So what exactly is Reiki and what do you need to know before booking your first appointment? Simply put, Reiki therapy is a form of touch healing that aims to increase relaxation, calm your parasympathetic nervous system, and practitioners of this ancient practice use a very light touch and sometimes not even a touch. There's no touch at all. So during Reiki sessions to calm the nervous system and help promote a healthy flow of energy. I know that depending on where I feel blocked, energy on my clients will determine if I need to touch or if I need to hover. So if that gives you an idea. So if someone comes into me and they're going through, let's say, a major loss, okay, chances are I'm absolutely going to have to touch them. Now, if I come through with someone who's maybe just going through a little bit of chaos, a little bit of stress here and there throughout their day, I may only need to hover. Everyone is different when it comes to this service. And you can even do some Reiki on yourself as well, which I'll touch on a little bit later. But Reiki practitioners in general, we channel energy. We place or they place their hands on or near someone to balance that person's vital energies, helping to bring the body into a greater sense of balance. Generally, it helps to reduce stress, pain, and worries, balancing on all levels, the mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual, which allows the body to heal itself. So what actually happens in the session? A typical Reiki session can last anywhere from 30 minutes to 90 minutes. The client usually lays on a massage table. Um, you're fully dressed um, with your shoes off. And sessions can be done in a chair to accommodate various conditions, of course. So um, if I happen to have a client who is pregnant, um, where lying down can be a little bit more of a struggle, especially if it's going to be on the back or if um, I would need to have them lay on their tummy, can totally do it in a chair. Using a very light touch, the practitioner starts at the client's head and then works their way down in a series of hand placements, either on or near the client's body. Usually my clients are very relaxed by the time I'm finished with my hand placements, 
But at some point in the session, um, I'm, I may get the client to roll onto their stomach for work on the back. Some may experience warmth. Um, you might experience a little bit of a tingling sensation. Um, truth be told, quite frequently, I get a lot of people who actually fall asleep during the session, which is like the highest compliment ever, um, was because it means you're relaxed and what's, what we're doing is sufficiently working and that's awesome. But a lot of people more than often than not will just experience a very, uh, deep state of like meditation. So Reiki is used for a handful of things, but um, it's not exactly a cure for any specific ailment. It has been used long, like used along with Western medicine to help patients suffering from cancer, Parkinson's disease, um, extra long COVID spouts, and other health conditions. These days, Reiki therapy is widely available at respected medical centers and hospitals even, um, hospitals that include like big hospitals like Mayo Clinic, um, Memorial Sloan Kettering, and the Cleveland Clinic. So why the uptick, right? Like what, what's the sudden increase with all the popularity in this? So here's a resource that I found that says, according to um, this trauma nurse, uh, her name is Donna in the article, who leads an integrative care team at the University of Maryland. Um, more and more hospitals are adding Reiki to their services simply because of the demand for it keeps growing. Reiki patients said that they felt relief from both psychological and physical symptoms such as stress, anxiety, fatigue, and pain. The nurse goes on to say that the patients share with her that they are not always given definitive diagnoses, but are told to reduce their stress. So Reiki is a tool to help reduce that stress, whether it is used for self-care or as part of a treatment regimen. Now, hospitals are being reimbursed based upon patient satisfaction. It's, of course, not something that's typically covered by an insurance, but Reiki is being requested by more patients seeking non-pharmaceutical treatments. And so the beautiful thing is, is you can find actual um Reiki clinics. And I know even for the small area that I'm in, like I'm in a town of about 9,000 people. And I know that some of the neighboring towns are even bringing in just specifically a Reiki clinic. And that is super cool to see. I, I love the progressive like way of being and thinking and implementing more of these practices because they truly are beneficial. And of course, if you are in my area, I would love to do a Reiki session for you. They, they truly make such a difference. So, um, okay, cool, right? But what's the science? What does science have to say about it? So although research is still limited and some skeptics say that Reiki is nothing more than a novelty woo-woo placebo effect, boo, strongly disagree on that. Um, there's actually science, like scientific evidence that suggests otherwise. So according to a study conducted at the University of Pennsylvania, cancer patients who participated in a clinical trial reported 50% or greater reduction in their stress levels after receiving a Reiki treatment. Patients said that they felt relief from both 
psychological and physical symptoms such as stress, anxiety, fatigue, and pain. 94% of them reported that they found Reiki sessions helpful and would absolutely recommend them to others. So that's super cool. Another blind controlled pilot study examined the effects of Reiki on patients undergoing knee replacement surgery. The participants were divided into three groups. One received fake Reiki treatments, the other received standard medical care, and third received real Reiki therapy. Only the group that received real Reiki showed significant reductions in pain, blood pressure, respiratory rate, and anxiety. So cool. So what is the history of Reiki? Reiki was created in 1923 by a Japanese Buddhist named, and I might, <laughs> if my education serves me right, it's Macau, Macau, right, Macau, Usi. it's spelled U-S-U-I. So anyway, they gave thousands of Reiki treatments prior to his death in 1926 and taught 20 men the spiritual healing practice. One of those students, Dr. Kujoro Hayashi, went on to open his own Reiki therapy clinic in Tokyo. Not long afterward, a woman named, and I apologize if I'm not saying this correctly, Hawaiya Takata sought him out for treatment for her asthma and lung issues. She was ultimately so impressed that she decided to study Reiki with Hashai before returning home to Hawaii, where she eventually opened her own Reiki clinic and taught other practitioners for many years. So Takata is credited not only with bringing Reiki out of Japan into the Western world, but also with helping to develop the standardized hand placement protocol with Hayashi. It is a large part because of her contribution to the practice that Reiki is now commonplace throughout the world at hospitals, wellness centers, and even day spas. Oh, super cool. So how are Reiki practitioners actually trained? There are four levels of Reiki healers. There is a level one, which is really your self-practice, and you can definitely do that. Um, I actually go over a self-practice um, in the It's Glowing Well app, and you can definitely download that if you'd like to check it out on uh, the Apple App Store or uh, Google Play. There is a level two, a Reiki master, and a Reiki master teacher. So level one practitioners don't usually practice professionally. They are still gaining a lot of real world experience, but they can self-practice. And a Reiki master teaches, uh, teachers usually use the same basic information in their coursework regardless of their lineage. But sometimes blend other healing modalities and energy techniques like crystals, chakras into their trainings. Students also learn hand placement protocol and self-practice from their Reiki master teachers who provide certification for their individual students. I am a master teacher. So how do you find a Reiki healer? Now, of course, if you are in my neck of the woods, you could 
absolutely book a Reiki therapy session with me, like I was saying early earlier. But if it's not, here's, but if it's not, of course, here's a few ways to locate a qualified practitioner. There is no state license required to practice Reiki therapy, but there are plenty of ways to find a qualified Reiki practitioner in your area. Organizations like the International Association of Reiki Professionals and the International Center for Reiki Training both offer directories where you can search for certified therapists. Yelp, Google, local hospitals are also great resources for finding reputable healers in your area. And if all else fails, ask your friends and family for recommendations. You never know. Sometimes they may actually know even if they're not totally into it. So ask your healthcare provider or um, psychologist if they know practitioners that they'd recommend or check local wellness centers, community boards, flyers, business cards. Most of like most of the people who look for me are either by word of mouth or they do some sort of a Google search. So is Reiki actually right for you? Regardless of whether you're a total skeptic or a believer in the integrative medicine, you have nothing to lose by giving Reiki a shot. Unlike over-the-counter medicines or prescription drugs, there are virtually no known side effects to having a Reiki session. It is safe, it's gentle, it's non-invasive. Even if someone isn't coping with an illness or a diagnosis, just wants an effective way to manage stress, Reiki is an excellent option. It's the ability to reduce someone's stress is like just huge. It's gargantuan, but it doesn't hurt and it may not cure, but it will absolutely promote healing. So, all right, my friends, I think this is a good place to pause for now. So, With that, and with so much gratitude, I thank you for listening to this episode today and for joining me here on It's Glowing Well podcast. I am your guide and host star. I look forward to being with you again on the next episode. And if you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe to this podcast channel and stay up on all the latest and greatest episodes. And hey, if you really enjoyed today's episode, I would love if you took a moment to submit a five-star review and even share this episode with a friend. If you're interested in working with me and would like to be part of my coaching community, be sure to download the official It's Glowing Well app available on Apple App Store and Google Play. There, you will have access to over 100 tools and hacks to living a more harmonious life. Wanting to take our friendship to the next level, perhaps, and hang out with me even more often? Then please feel free to find me on Instagram at glowingwellwithstar. Until next time, I wish you love, light, and gratitude. Namaste. Namaste.